News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, demystifying your finances. Welcome to Cooking the Books. I'm Francis Cook. New Zealanders are infamous for loving a bit of DIY. There are also the stories many of us have of trying to fix something ourselves, wrecking it, and having to spend more to get a professional to come and save the situation. So when we're talking about something as expensive as a house, what's the line? If you go for the old worst house on the street advice, do you actually have the understanding of what you're signing up for and the full amount it's likely to cost to fix? Does it just need some paint to freshen it up? Or are we talking repiling or even plumbing work? And if you're willing to build up the knowledge and put in the time to make sure you're doing the do-up right, would you maybe be better to just build a whole new house instead. News Talk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence. This is our latest podcast brought to you together with One Roof, walking you through the steps to your first home. And I'm joined today by Tony Paxton, who is the Auckland president of Master Builders. And we're wanting to talk about the do-up versus the new build versus do you even try? Because <laughs> people often say the worst house on the best street, that that can be your way in if you have a tight budget. Now, how do you know if you're going for that? How do you know you can pick a do-up that's on your skill level? Yeah, well, that's a good question. I guess what I normally do is I, I look at the jobs that have got to be done on the house. So once I've found my property that I think I'm interested in, I look at the jobs then from there I think to myself, okay, well, what can I do myself and what am I going to have to get another professional involved with? You know, that could be your, your sparky, your plumber, uh, electric, or, yeah, electrician. Mm-hmm. And from there I, I sort of go, okay, right, what's the cost going to be of the jobs that I can do? So then I sort of put myself a bit of a budget together and then obviously I talk to my other professionals and get some estimates from them and then sort of get to the end of that and think, right, is that going to fit within what I can pay for this property? And if it doesn't stack up, then I would generally move on. And it is, I know that people get very attached to houses. I think you do have to be quite hard-nosed about those costs and benefits, don't you? Because, I mean, some people will even try and skip the builder's report to know structurally what you have to do. And I think that's saving a couple of hundred when it might cost you thousands. So I think in general that's terrible. But some people try to just guesstimate as well rather than getting those proper quotes. Have you ever seen a situation where people have done that and got themselves into a pickle? Yeah, well, it's funny you should say that because realistic is is the first thing I would say. You've got to be realistic. So often I hear people say, it'll only take five minutes, but invariably it's going to take longer and it's going to cost you more. So, yeah, you've got to be, you've got to be thorough and you've got to make sure that your budget is, is realistic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in terms of that as well, when you're figuring out what can add value to the house because one you want to live in it and you want to um, enjoy your home but Mm -hmm. also for a lot of people their house is their biggest investment so i've heard people say before that um, paint can be one of the best ways to freshen up a house it's quite cost effective and looks really nice meanwhile apparently a lot of bathrooms can cost you the earth and not always add on to the resale value what sort of things can catch people out and how do you work it out yeah, well, that's yeah, it's certainly a good question, and and sometimes only experience is going to help you with that. But yeah, I, I would say you know, putting a an ultra high end kitchen into a modest home is probably not going to be good bang for your buck. Um, 
you know, adding a 100 square metre deck to a, a 50 square metre unit is probably not going to be that smart. So you're going to, you want to figure out, yeah, where you're going to get your best value. So, I mean, for me, it's always been, if I can find a three-beddy house and within the confines of the exterior walls, turn that into a four-beddy house, to me, that's just smart money. So, yeah, it's being, it's being very aware of where the costs are going to end up being. That's interesting. Okay, so you would consider if there's one sort of enormous bedroom, you would maybe try and split it and yep. turn it into two. Yeah, absolutely. That's really absolutely. clever. And would that be the sort of thing that could be tricky to build or could that be fairly simple? Uh, look, it, it could be fairly simple if it's just partitioning. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, if it becomes structural, then obviously you've got to get council involved. And mm. so, you know, we have to be aware of that as well. Yeah, that reminds me of when we were looking for our first home in Wellington and um, there was a place we went to see and the real estate agent called me afterwards and he said, um, you'll love it, it's really great, it just needs a bit of repiling. And alarm bells started flashing because I was a first home buyer and I didn't really know what I was doing and the thought of repiling absolutely freaked me out yeah. and I knew I didn't know what I was doing and I knew that it could cost a lot and I just sort of went, no thank you to that. Is there anything that would be causing big flashing red lights for you as a do-up? Uh, yeah, well, piles certainly. Um, electrical is something else that needs to be checked out pretty carefully. I think, um, you know, don't be afraid to get a professional to come and have a look at it. Mm. You know, this, um, getting the, the right person to do a building inspection is is very important, especially if you've got little knowledge. Um, uh, yeah, but there's, I mean, there's a number of things with a house, you know, if you see tell, telltale signs of, of leaks, then, you know, certainly you want to be looking at that. Um, ideally, you want a clean um, council report as well, so a limb report. Um, so all these things have to be taken into consideration. Mm. When you say a clean limb report, what sort of stuff could be a problem? Um, well, if it's, if it's got outstanding consents would be the big one. Mm. Um, I mean, you also really want to have a look at the actual... Uh, plan of the building and does it match up with what's actually on site? So, you know, has somebody all of a sudden added four decks out the back which are over a metre high and needed consent and there's no consent for them? Mm. Yeah, yeah. when well, that can be a real pain going yep. back on those consents. Yeah, or well, when you come to sell, that's when it becomes a, a drama. Yeah. yeah, and okay, so you mentioned there about consents when you're looking to buy, but also if you're thinking of doing things to the house, what sort of things will become a compliance issue? What sort of things might be thinking a bit too big? Well, as I said, anything structural really. Um, but, you know, you've got the likes of if you decide to insulate in your walls, in reality you actually have to go to council for that these days. Do you? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not the font of all knowledge on, on all of these things. Uh, what I would say is talk to council. Mm. Yeah, talk to council or even or your building inspector basically should be able to fill you in with that. There is a helpline that helps you with with all these sorts of questions. Oh yes. Yep. So just ring council and they'll be able to help you out. Excellent. And that is the pest, of course, as well. When we're doing something like this, where we're talking to most of New Zealand, one hopes. Yep. Um, not to overestimate my audience there, but um, councils can have different rules, case by case, and yep. so it's really, really worth looking into what the rules for your area are. Yep. And the other thing I was gonna say is, okay, so it's one thing to do the do up, but once you've got all that knowledge and you've taken the time to figure out what the rules are and getting an idea of what jobs cost a lot, actually sometimes a do up can cost as much or more than building new. When do you think it's a good time to build new? 
Yeah, well, look, you're dead right. I mean, some of the renovations we do are, you know, costing millions, frankly. Wow. Um, and and then conversely, we're just doing knockdowns and we're starting again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think um, I think you get to a, a tipping point sometimes where you're trying to do something up because you think the bones are there, but in reality, you're going to end up with something that's still always going to be a compromise. Um, Unfortunately, we also have, you know, like heritage, or not unfortunately, but we have heritage laws as well. So sometimes, you know, that old villa can't be pulled down, so you have no choice but to renovate it. Um, but yeah, building new homes, I mean, it's, um, it's certainly, uh, there's a lot of it going on. Um, and there's obviously a lot of new subdivisions that are happening all the time, and that will always be, um, that'll always be an option. Um, I guess what I would caution people on is just make sure you do your homework. If you're going to build a new home, uh, frankly, if you're going to renovate and use a builder, do your homework. Make sure you've got the right people involved. You've got somebody, uh, architect or builder, who have a proven track record. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get pricing from them, understand what the price includes. And just as importantly, understand what the pricing doesn't include and what the cost of that might be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, i got to say, um, building new... It's one of those things, the government's held out a bit of a carrot on that. You can get a slight um, increase in some of these first home buyer subsidies if you're prepared to build new. But then, of course, you're going into this as a first home buyer, you don't know as much. What are some of the things you think people should know and be aware of when they're considering it? Well, I think we've just touched on a couple. As I said, just make sure you've chosen the right team to work with, Mm. uh, that you're very aware of what the costs are going to be. Um, for example, as I said, you, you know, there's if people talk about square meter rates quite often, and a square meter rate will generally just cover the house build, so it won't be all that extra stuff. It won't be the the council fees, the architect, the engineer, um, which is substantial stuff. Um, you also have things like your landscaping. You know, people don't often realise that landscaping can be anywhere from 10% to 30% of a build cost, and it's not generally included in square metre rates. Mm. So, yeah, go in with your eyes wide open and, and make sure you're asking the questions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you think there are any cases where people, <laughs> this sounds a little defeatist, but even considering giving up and just finding a house where someone else has done the hard work already, do you think there can be a, a case for that? Absolutely. Uh, look, I think, you know, we've all of these, these things we've just discussed, if it's all too hard for you or you don't feel like you've got the school level, there's nothing wrong with buying something that's already basically off the shelf, so to speak. Um, you know, there's definitely there's definitely advantages for doing a do-up, um, satisfaction being one of them. Mm. But, you know, if you've got a, a really busy lifestyle and you've got kids you're trying to juggle, you you know, not to mention you should have a bit of a social life, <laughs> you know, there's all of these things, uh, you know, that, that definitely could uh, be worth just buying straight off the shelf. Yeah. yeah, I've got to say, for the place that we ended up buying in Wellington, it was um, structurally fine and yep. really, really nice. It was just a little dingy. And so we ended up, our thing was we just paint, repainted the whole thing. Yep. Extremely cost effective. Yep. Did it all ourselves. But because we were doing ourselves, we did take about two years going yep. room by room and fitting it in amongst life. And we ended up getting it. Um, sorted out just before we sold so I could come up here for a new job. Yep. And I was sort of like, damn it, <laughs> I was living in a construction site the whole time. Um, are there sort of, are there things like that where you think sometimes people overestimate the time that goes into these 
do-ups. I think even the minor ones. I think generally they underestimate the time. So yeah. things just everything takes longer than you think it's going to. Mm. It usually takes more time and costs more money. Mm. So yeah, but you know the rewards are there if yeah. you stick with it. Um, you talked about you know just finishing your place. Well, that's kind of what most builders get um, accused of is basically <laughs> a builder's home is never finished. So yeah, I can't do that. That's not my personality. But you know, <laughs> but I see it often. Well, maybe that would have if we'd stayed longer. Maybe we'd have found something else to continue painting. That's probably quite true. Um, you mentioned about um, water tightness, and that's probably got to be the big one. I mean. Uh, are there things that you think could probably cost more um, to to fix up, to do up, than it might add to the value of the home? Because particularly for, for leaky issues, that can cost a whole heap, right? Yeah. Are yeah, there absolutely. other things like that? Um, th General that, rules of thumb. Yeah, that would that would be the big one. Um, and and yeah, foundations. You you talked about you know where you've got foundations that are you know on the proverbial. <laughs> um, yeah, those sorts of things, they're, they're big cost items. Um, electrical, we mentioned, you know, if your mm. electrics are, are really old, well, potentially, especially if you're going to try and do any alteration work, you know, all of a sudden you find you've actually got to rewire the whole house. Mm. So, yeah, there's, there's a number of things, but those would be the big ones. Waterproofing certainly is a, is a monster of a one. Mm, yeah. Yes, keep an eye out for that one, I think, particularly yeah. for people who are considering apartments. Apartments, um, plaster homes, mm. you know. Um, uh, there's still, I think, a little bit of a... A phobia of, of houses that have been reclad, but personally, you know, if it's been reclad, you should be pretty bulletproof from there on in because the new laws are, uh, are pretty good. Oh, excellent. Well, that's good to know. Thank yeah. you very much. That's Tony Paxton from Master Builders. Thank you. Now, you might have questions about this uh, or any other money, property topic, especially while we're doing this property series with One Roof. Do get in touch. You can find me on Facebook at Francis Cook Journalist. Twitter at Francis Cook or Instagram at Francis Cook NZ. You can also subscribe to Cooking the Books. We're on all the main podcast channels, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Until next time, have a great day. And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on News Talk ZB.